welcome in to episode 292 of Keithman's Craft Collective. Isn't that a song, the 292? Or some rap or something. Pretty cool. Yeah, for them, down with kids. Dudes. <laughs> Not really. Um, I'm Louise, I'm your host, the kind of uncool one. But obviously you're cool because you're listening to me. And today I've got a whole pile of stuff to talk to you about. I'm going to review Tom... Tom Daly's Made With Love book. Um, I'm going to do a, a sort of me, me, me section which basically covers sewing and knitting and talk about my holidays and possibly if I remember the What's Crack section and a blather about all things pink. So, get your cup of tea or your pims or whatever your is you're having on this fine August day, hopefully with you because a little bit damp here in Keithness today. We cannot complain too much because we have had a few nice days recently, except the past couple of days it's remembered it needs to rain, so it has. However, I'm inside and all is dry and all is well. So, get your cup of tea or your dram. Hell, you know what cracks been in Keithness this past month. just reminds me of Madonna's holiday song. I can't help it. Right, listeners. I have got with me, this cranky noise, is Tom Daly's Made With Love book. This is a hardback book and it's got 350 pages of it in its big bad boy. Um, never actually measured it to see how big it is. Uh, I have no measuring tape. It's not A4 size, but it's not far off it. There you go. Job done. Right, in this, he has got half knit, half crochet. And Tom Daly is an Olympic diving medal winner. (laughs) And he also knits and crochets. And in 2021, he's sitting in Tokyo at the Olympics, uh, representing Great Britain, at the old high-level diving into the pool. And he's pictured... In the audience, because at the time there was no spectators because it was still COVID times, and he's sitting knitting, and it was this massive thing. Oh, look, he's knitting, and it was a reasonably new thing to Tom for Tom Daly to do, but he just looked sane, and he has really embraced it, using this as his platform, and now he's got a book, a made with love, and to me. That's the whole ethos of Tom Daly and everything Tom Daly is because he's quite well known to be gay, he's married and he's got a kid and he comes across as a really nice human. Um, he's had his issues in the past, bless him, maybe just struggling with coming out and accepting who he is inside and also the massive competitiveness that he is to be an Olympian. But... He uses knitting and crocheting as his mindfulness when he's competing or at home and I think that the knitting and crochet world is better for it. So this book is £28. Um, It's hardback. It's published by HarperCollins. It's got reasonably nice paper. It's a lovely colourful book. Very aesthetically pleasing, I would say. The graphics in it are nice and well thought through. It's got a well-kept name of Erica Knight, who's one of his technical people. And in it, we've got 15 projects on knitting and 15 projects on crochet. He's got how to use the book, how to understand yarn, knit essentials, crochet essentials, and caring for your makes. And I've had a really good look through it, and I actually really, really like it. It's got a lovely good front section of... Uh, what, well he's got a lovely introduction about who he is and why he knits and crochets and how he gets joy and pleasure from it and he kind of wants you to as well um, it's got lovely pictures of it all the way through it's a very handsome chap it's got nice models, good diversity in there the items that he's got I think are quite unisex and also it's got for young people and old people which I quite like as well uh, so you could have your, um, there's a varsity cardigan and he's got it for a little person and for him. So if you were that way inclined, you could have mix and match. 
could never see me and Daisy ever doing that. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> if if you do, then he's got it for you, which I quite like. Uh, there's a couple of things I thought could have been improved. Was um, the yarns that he uses? He kind of uses a lot of Debbie Bless and Rowan, and he's got Hayfield Hayfield in there as well. I think it's Hayfield. You know the cheapish one, and he names the yarn and how much you need, but it doesn't put the weights of the yarn. He does have a section near the front of how to um, substitute yarns, which is quite good. And I would have appreciated if he had just put um, Debbie Bless, name of the yarn, and then if it was double knit beside it. However, I mean, you can, I can then go and look this yarn up and see what it is uh, weight-wise to substitute it in the future. But I always really appreciate that and a pattern for you future budding designers. If you're using a specific yarn, that's cool, but be aware it's probably going to get substituted out and your people that really appreciate and buy your yarns would love it if you put in what weight of yarn it is. Um, anyway, that's one thing. Uh, he uses Rowan Big Wool in quite a few of his projects and I can't see me in that because it's chunky and I don't know, suit chunky. I, mean, I don't think I'd suit quite a lot of the stuff that he's got, but I really think that his models and he does so it's very him and it's not my style but I've enjoyed looking at this and I've got some nice ideas from it as well um you know well there's a hooded poncho which I thought was quite cool and he makes it out of cotton so he could wear it poolside and used to be swim mum and I had to take my parents to competitions or constantly swimming we were always at the pool and they had these towels that had hoods in them or um, a lot of the bairns then wore onesies when they came out and this would have been quite cool and the bairns version that he's got because he's got one for him and he's got one for the bairn and hers is stripy and I thought well that would be a nice way of just using up all the odds on ends of what stripy or cotton that you've got in your stash so I thought I quite like that <laughs> He has a knitted blanket. Now, I don't... Well, I do and I don't like it. It looks like he's thrown all these techniques together with the same colour palette being the only thing that brings them together. There's nine techniques. And I'm looking at it going, well, that's not my style, Tom, but I can get the way that's yours. But what he's actually done is they've got squares or rectangles. And it's not even like a proper rectangle. It's just... A whole pile of rectangles or and squares sewn together the bottom is not straight but they're all different techniques and the whole idea is that you have nine friends and you've got together and you've knitted one square and then somebody's sewed it up but um or you yourself you could do nine different techniques and sew it all together I kind of liked it and I kind of didn't like it. I would never make it myself, but I appreciate the fact that that's what he sort of thought because his idea in this book as well is to improve your knitting as you go through it. So the way he did it, he said that every time he knit something new, he thought he would try a new technique or something new and improve his skills. And he's trying to encourage you to do that in this book as well. Knitting, yes. Crochet, I don't know whether he maybe has achieved that from the start to the back, but I do quite like some of his stuff that he's got in it. He's got a quite cool polo shirt and the alphabet bunting is really cool. The chevron throw is quite nice and then of course he's got a granny square cushion, but really that's the only granny square that's in this book, I would say. He um, has got everything in the crochets quite round or in stripes so it's not your typical granny square when you think of although granny square is really trendy just now uh, it was trendy on the british sewing bee which very much enjoyed and i think that the right person won so well done to them very much appreciated and encouraged me to do some more sewing um no spoilers and also i'm watching in a Korean drama just now called King the Land and her flat everything's in crochet and then one of the lassies was wearing uh, I think it was a cotton 
or light fabric dress and it was in a crochet pattern but it wasn't a crochet dress um, in yarn so crochet is very very in of course we already knew that didn't we so if you fancied something that could maybe increase your techniques as you go through the book um, or you're a fan of Tom Daly I would recommend this I got it out the library for a look and I very much enjoyed looking at it um, yeah so that is Tom Daly made with love section of this bit's going to talk about knitting. I've written this out but I've not done it in my usual order so yeah hope you're, hopefully you're ironing away and quite enjoying yourself. I've been ironing and it feels like I'm going to iron forever because for some reason or other all my work stuff has been through the wash and needs ironed all at the same time. I'm not really getting all the way through it. Although I did go through and thought oh they trousers had a little bit of a hem loose hem to them so I put them to the side and I did some mending yesterday so all my trousers are hemmed and ready to go back to work in a couple of weeks so what I have been doing is um, I finished my bonnie vest by Tin Can Knits and I finished it the two days before I went on holiday in July and this was using Fuzzy Lace by Woolly Sheep it was a two-ply silk mohair and the colour was a very light pink candy floss colour. Uh, the yarn, it's really nicely dyed all the way through. There's no knots or lumps or tangles. And I used just over a ball. I reckon I probably maybe just used a ball, but I might have been playing yarn chicken. What I did was knit, because you um, knit in the round up into the armholes, and then you knit up the front to the shoulders, and then you... Um, you're supposed to cast off but I left these on live stitches for the shoulders and cast off the middle part and then you then cast well not cast on again but you join up the back and then you just sew knit sorry up to your shoulders and then you're supposed to sew them together but I because I had them on live stitches I grafted the shoulders together had to think about because this wasn't in the pattern was um, to make sure that the yarn, the working yarn was in the right place to graft the shoulder together and then cast off the back of the neck and then graft the other shoulder together as well. So I had to do a little bit of your thinking in Louise La La Land, so that was fun. Um, and also I mended the pattern in that I put a bit of rib around the very start of it because they just knit and they don't mind that it rolls whereas I've knitted a summer jumper before and just started knitting it and then I really didn't like the way it rolled so I went back and put an eye cord into it at the end and this was the Optimism Jumper by M Ski Knits Hi lovely Mel! This was quite a few years ago now um, three in fact because it was in Covid year and uh, I had gone back and then put an eye cord edge around it because I don't like the roll and her original pattern was in linen so it doesn't roll apparently but uh, I knitted it in some kind of wool actual wool not just yarn and wool and um, so I didn't want that for this vest so I just already started in a, a rib I was quite chuffed with myself that I did because I didn't have to go back there isn't very many ends to sew in. I did give it a nice wash through and then laid it flat to dry out. And I took it on holiday with me. I was going to wear it on the plane, but I didn't because it was too hot. <laughs> I think I wore it on the way home. And it was perfect because it was so small and tiny, you can shove it in the front of a handbag and we were you taking hand luggage only so this went in the very front of a bag squashed down and then when we came home I pulled it out and ta-da! it was fine what I didn't like about the yarn was it was so sheddy and there's fuzz everywhere I'm hoping that the more I wash it out the more it'll get rid of it but 
I haven't used mohair very much and I'm sure that some of you people who have are going, mm -hmm, she'll learn, she'll learn. Let me know if it ever does stop shedding to the point of it's comfortable. I only liked knitting with it outside when there was, or just because the, sh the shed would just float off. And all I'm thinking was, oh, that birdies will love this. The birdies can be having this in their nests. But um, I found that when I was inside, it was going all the way up what I was wearing. And I would have, I would sit with a tea towel over my lap to see if it would keep the fuzz off what I was wearing. And also sometimes it would go in my eyes and it's not very comfortable. So I don't think I'm going to be a convert to knitting with a lot of that. I still have a, pretty much a whole ball left over, but... I'll be in no hurry to use it anytime soon. And also remind me not to cast on anything less than double knit for a while. Oh, the dog is making a noise. I don't know what that because I see nothing and nobody. Anyway, so that, um, the pattern's pretty straightforward, as I said. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if there was an errata in the lace section. I got this book by Tin Can, Can Knits as a review copy so I don't know if there is a rata in it but it did seem to make the same not counting enough stitches or too many stitches in one section as it went up so I fudged that but there is mistakes in it as I saw on a TikTok today um, I think it's an Irish legend that if you make a mistake no, because you knit your soul into anything that you knit but if you make a mistake it lets your soul escape <laughs> so, I'll be fine I don't know about you listeners but I'll certainly be fine I don't think I've ever made anything that hasn't got some kind of mistake in it somewhere so this is a sleeveless vest and you need another opaque sleeveless top underneath just a little tiny little top underneath I've got a strappy one which was actually fine because you could take this off and then you're very decent because you've still got a strappy top underneath but um I'm not really sure when I really get to wear this how much I will in Caithness. Um, just because it's sleeveless. It would sit nice underneath a blazer, but when I have it underneath my a purple fleecy top, which maybe is a bit too warm, you do get warm quite quickly. So it's, it is a nice layer um, because the fibre really traps in the warm air in. It's not a winter top. Uh, it's not an over 25 degrees top centigrade so maybe it's an in-between on Caithness kind of nice days before the cold ones come back with too much coldness would I make it again? not sure I'll see how I get on with this one I'm not making one ply, two ply or four ply anytime soon um, I wouldn't make it in fuzzy definitely not so that is the Bonnie Vest by Tin Can Knits that was that finished before my holidays. And I have almost, well, I'm, um, anyway, I'll tell you what I'm doing now. Obviously, I'm almost finished, I'm not. I'm making an apple blossom cardigan for a baby, and this is by Sarah Franklin. And I have this from my knitting all new designs, 100 plus patterns throughout the year calendar from 2012. Talked about this in Me Made Me. And I had looked out all the baby patterns, uh, and this is Tuesday, the, May the 22nd, and a, a few other days as well. Because you don't just get one pattern per one day. It was a few patterns sometimes. If it was a bigger pattern, then you would take one day to make. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, I used some stash lemon uh, acrylic yarn that I had, and um, it's a raglan top-down cardigan it's short-sleeved and it's got a yarn over kind of effect from the body down and then it's got a neckline where you do a pico end in and then you sew it up which this is the part I'm in the middle of doing and then you make an i-cord tie not sure about that I'm not sure if I want an i-cord tie on a baby I'm not sure if I want a button at that baby's neck either and I haven't made a buttonhole so maybe I could put a popper in it that might work and then I'll just have to do very tiny sleeve because I think when you pick up for the sleeve you just have to do the pico edging so I have to look out uh, double knit 
needles, sorry, not double knit, double pointed needles so I can do the sleeves because the cable needle that I've got, I don't think I can do magic loop on it and I really don't really like magic loop that much either. But it isn't too hard, there was one line in it and the pattern part in the body that I know I've gone wrong. So let the soul out again, listeners. <laughs> I must remember that, let the soul out. I might, feel like, I might call that this episode, letting the soul out. Um, so the pattern itself is not exact, but babies don't care and hopefully neither will the parents. They'll be able to wash it as well and I'm using some stash yarn. Um, so this is heading towards a wee baby boy that was born a couple of weeks ago. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. I'm sorry, sir, are your ears burning? <laughs> you can't escape that song this time. This summer is Barbie Heimer Summer, the Barbie film about Barbara, Melissa and Roberts. Or Barbie, as Mattel likes to call her. And also the Oppenheimer film about nuclear bombs. One you wear pink to and the other you wear an underground bunker and sunglasses to. Both require popcorn. One will cook it for you. To be honest, I've only seen Barbie, but I have heard that the film of Oppenheimer is very good. And thought-provoking. And Buckle is woof woofing because somebody is walking past in the rain. Anyway, Buchel and his noise. He was having a good swim today. Oh, uh, down at the harbour, the piece of seaweed that I like to think about every year, friend of the show, is still on the go. Looks a little bit like it needs to grow a little bit more because it looks like it's had a hard winter, but it's still going. And that wee bubbly bit at the pier is still there. It was really nice to hear one morning a few weeks ago. Back to Barbie. I went wearing all pink. I wore my bonnie vest and I have pink jeans. I have two pairs of pink jeans. And I took one of my old Barbies along. Here she is. She says hello. Um, oh, it's just not Cindy. Uh, I've just realised, you know, Cindy's legs or some of the Barbie's legs, you could um, make their knees bend. Well, not this one. She's, she's stereotypical Barbie. I had Crystal Barbie and I think I had quite a few stereotypical Barbies. And I had Cindy's as well. Richard dressed up as Kane, although Sandy told him they looked more like Big Gay Al from South Park. Pause for laughing, because it was funny. I wasn't the only one dressed in pink as tribute in Thurso, but he was the only one dressed as Kane. <laughs> so, <laughs> he scores with that one. The writing is funny, constant, meaningful. And to those who think, this is woke, feminist, I would say, well, I wouldn't say it actually is I would say it just holds up a murder to our world where men can do anything and be anything and in Barbie's world women can be and do anything and this film shows the opposite is untrue in Barbie's world and our world. Now as I said I had Barbies and Cindy's growing up still got a couple. I got the jokes where she had her breakfast and the cartons were empty the mansplaining the tribute to Space Odyssey. Helen Mirren as the narrator is brilliant, especially when she breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> Seriously, hope you all got that bit. When you see it, because you had to go and see it. There is a speech by a character, which I'm not going to see any of it, because it would spoil it for you if I did. But when she said that, the cinema was absolutely silent. And I'm like, I feel seen. It really, really resonated with me when she came, she not came out with it, when it was spoken. And it was America Ferreira that said it. So, yeah, the actress, she's just as good. The one that was laughing the most in Thurso on Sunday night was the dad on the aisle down from us. Because we sat there and we were like, please don't nobody sit in front of us. Please don't nobody sit in front of us. And it was really good. And it's the first time I've been back to the cinema for quite a while, so... Uh, we got to go into the new screens in Thurso because they put in another two, possibly three extra screens and they smell like new car and it was lovely, really really nice uh, screen five I think I was in and 
um, this big line of people came in and there was possibly a dad but it was an adult male sat in the end and I thought well he's been dragged along because I was unconsciously biasing him and he laughed at the right points and it just seemed like he was really enjoying it this film has a message and I just think it's a really brilliantly written message so I shall carry on wearing pink with pride and I kind of think of how to link this to crafting to be honest but I just wanted to share my recommendation of the film Barbie uh, annual exhibit of Keithness Quilter's work was held last week as part of Wet Gala Week I have some of their uh, work on my Instagram sadly I only have 10 photographs to show you uh, on Instagram because I only let you have 10 and I thought one post is enough but there was just some amazing handiwork in there Daisy and I met mum and we had a really good yarn with my quilter friends as well they're just as I said some outstanding work on the show there's a huge double bedded quilt and this has got a kimono shapes or fan shapes kimonos uh, and this is by my textile artist friend Joan and these were all using Japanese fabrics. Um, she hadn't been to Japan, but she loves the Japanese fabrics. And she made the most amazing, beautiful. And it was just breathtaking when you came in the door. That's the one you saw. And there was um, numerous tiny paper, English paper piecing, hexagon quilts. And Helen McGregor was there. And she says, you don't actually make them out of paper, but they're like tiny bits of pre-cut wadding. So you don't have to then take out the bits of paper, which was quite cool. And then Daisy spotted Mum's quilts before me, and she goes, "That's Grandma's." And I went, oh, "So it is." So it was familiar. And then she goes, "And that one's Grandma's there. That's the one that goes in my bed." And I was like, "Oh, I wanted to beat her with that one, but of course, if it's on her bed, she sees it more than me." The cakes were awesome too, and Helen's granddaughter had made a Little Miss chatterbox or sunshine well I can't remember we did look at which one it was but it was a really nice little quilt that she had done as well and uh, a sentimental one for me was a quilt that my lovely friend from Textile Art Celia had started and then Helen had finished it when Celia had not finished it and then had passed so it was just it was so nice to see the quilters because I haven't seen them for quite a while I haven't been going back to Kidness Quilters um, I don't really quilt as much as I would like to with going to work and running the burns all over the place um, I did actually want to sit and make a quilt for Sandy with the Baby Yoda fabric that I bought back before Easter holidays but it's still sitting over there however I have done other stuff so I'll tell you about that in a minute um, they did have a tabletop sale as well, some of Shirley's old fabrics and books and stuff and then there was a wee um, weaving, it was a four pin weaving thing that Shirley had and Shirley's passed with my lovely friend as well and in textile artists and I can't even remember the technique reason that we did this but she had done these weaving and it's about five centimetres wide but uh, 30 centimetres long and she's embroidered some sheep onto it and then got some other like, French notes as some gorse and then there's some beads on there for some rocks and I remember her doing them so I bought one of them and it sits up on the wall beside the other part of knitting that I've got from Shirley's stash as well and it's just wee sentimental things so that was nice and the money goes to I think Macmillan or bowel cancer it was one or the other if you want to learn quilting if you're in Caithness or you join if you already quilt and you want to join some like-minded people they have a Facebook page that you can go and then find out some information about where they meet up and go along and then hopefully we will increase the depth of talent in the county the Caithness County show was on and uh, as ever 
there were some amazing pieces of handiwork on show and won prizes. I didn't make it along that day because it was two days after we came home from holiday. And I'll tell you more about that in a little minute or two. But um, the talent in Keithness, and I'm sure around your area, is outstanding. So if you've made it along to a show or joined an exhibit or a class or a group, then um, people do like to see your stuff. So don't be shy. I went the wrong way there. Listeners, uh, holiday! <laughs> I actually did go on holiday. Remember I said I was going to Amsterdam and then Vienna and then home again? Well, I did. And overall, it was really interesting. It was really good. Really hot. Um, I went from 12 degrees <laughs> to 28 degrees, which was quite hot and more than hot enough for me, to 35 degrees, which was sinking hot and not good. And hopefully not too many people are now affected by hot weather. I know that there has been some disgustingly hot weather and climate change continues to be a huge influence on the world's climate. And if you are a person of influence, then please do as much in your power as possible to help get us sorted on the right track to make sure that this is not more of a common occurrence. Please. Because really not nice being in that when you shouldn't have to be. However, right, Amsterdam. So we went hand luggage, as I said, and, you know, I had a capsule wardrobe. I had everything was just down to the T. So we get off the plane. It was really cool not having to wait for your baggage. You just go straight through and get on the train because we did it before and knew what to do. Got into Central Station and the flight leaving Inverness leaves at half six. So we were up at four. And we get to Amsterdam, really quite nice time of day, half past nine, into actual central station, puts the luggage into the lockers at the station. By this point in time, we're getting a bit tetchy and tired. So Richard's like, that's it. You can do this bit. I was like, okay, I think we'll go for a bit of coffee, shall we? So Google Maps, coffee shop. Listeners, that was my first mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, it goes right straight down here, uh, Amsterdam's best coffee shop. So, I was two steps in the door, and that's when it realised, listeners, this was a hash shop. And, yeah, it was a coffee shop, but it wasn't a cake shop. It was a hash shop, and I was like, I should have known! So, I'd taken my two children, both underage, into a hash shop, and it was quite cloudy. Bear in mind, this was maybe 10 o'clock in the morning, and there was two boys in the window, sitting facing us, going hello <laughs> and giggling and having a lovely time to themselves because it was Amsterdam and perfectly legal there so the guy behind the counter was like out <laughs> so Richard went over and was like oh really sorry pal uh, blah 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 talk. what's the age in here and it was like it's 18 and we're like oh we're just honestly just google mapped coffee shop so he chatted to him about it and then I'm like pushing the burns out backwards and then we went literally next door cake shop so yeah and I knew that there was a sign. They used to have like this sign outside and it would identify bar or coffee sh hash shop or proper cake shop. So it goes in. Patisserie has uh, crepes and strawberries, nice cup of coffee and laughed her heads up. Instantly faced up myself to my mum. Angus, my brother, killed himself laughing going, ah, you took your parents into hash shop. And I was like, I am in Amsterdam, Angus. <clears throat> so I was like yes I've got a story so I've told everybody now there's my Amsterdam story so the rest of the time we went on canal trips we went on the trams because we don't have trams in Keithness we did Amsterdam Park Run which is a really nice route mostly everybody there was a tourist but that was fine uh, we went to Stephen and Penelope's yarn shop and really nice it was too hot to even look at yarn and I had already decided not to buy any yarn because it was on hand luggage only, even though I could put it in my pocket. And I thought about buying a mini, but I didn't. What I did buy was a project bag with Stephen and Penelope on it. And also a little tiny badge that 
Steve, Stephen or Westnet because I admire him. I saw his cool book and I saw them sign copies and I was like, that's probably what I would actually buy. And then, oh, well, that's far too heavy. I am not buying that, but cool. And then it gets home and Big Karen from work goes, I bought that. I was like, oh. And she goes, and it was signed. I was like, Yay. <laughs> She's a huge Stephen West fan, so uh, I was pleased for her. Um, and on that street, if you ever managed to go, the first one was a cross-stitchy embroidery shop. The one beside it was an actual quilter shop. Then it was the wool shop. And then it was a tool shop. So Richard and Sandy went, there's a tool shop? Buy Bairns. <laughs> we went, okay, <laughs> straight into the yarn shop. Because I don't like Richard when he's in the yarn shop because he just stands there and goes, can we go yet? Even though I know that you're enjoying this and I really encourage you and everything, Louise, but can we go yet? I'm bored. And has... He, he says he doesn't, but he, he seriously does. And I have the same face when I'm in his shop. So we're really bad to each other. But at the same time, we're really encouraging, look, we will go. Because then Richard and I had that same face when we travelled across town. Sandy was navigating and we went all the way through the shopping district to the Formula One shop. And Sandy and Daisy are into Formula One. I'm not. They talk about it. I don't understand it. And I actually think it's a climate disaster because it's just a waste of petrol but I get the fact that people want to drive really fast and drive faster than somebody else I just the waste of petrol annoys me so and it's ever so slightly it doesn't have an awful lot of women in it so if they change that then I would be more than happy to support it but it, I'm not into golf either and that's not for any reason other than I just don't play it however women's world cup awesome so anyway, right. So Sandy and Daisy went in there, and we, me and Richard, wore that face of probably hurry up, but uh, children enjoy yourself. And then we looked at the price of things, and my bag, my backpack that I was using as a day bag, it was starting to fray a little bit at the handle, and I'm thinking, oh, I could really do with uh, making sure that this doesn't fall to bits. And I looked at the price of the bag in the Formula One shop, and it was. £52 and I went mm. and then the next one was £83 and I went mm. and then the water bottle was £15 and I went mm. so I didn't buy anything in there <laughs> but we went through markets, we had a lovely look at canals and all the bikes and stuff and then the day after we cycled through Vondel Park and then across City and actually that was my favourite part of Amsterdam because it was on the other side of the road it's a heavy bike and I was just it was just really nice I really 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 enjoyed that as a family we did that because we were standing in the bike car place and I'm thinking I don't want to do this and Sandy was talking to Daisy and he goes yeah mum's a bit scared about this you can tell because she's wearing her scared eyes and I'm thinking oh he knows me so well <laughs> I was I mean, they, and then each one of them had to sort of be on mum, make sure mum doesn't disappear into the backness. So there was always somebody beside me. And um, the reason that I was even more pathetic than normal on a bike, example of a bike for tips, was because I fell down the steps at the front of the apartment. And these steps were really steep and uh, marble, so it hurt. And I think I bruised the bone in my shin and it's still really sore. And I, bruised, I landed on my butt, so I was glad that there was a lot of weight on my butt. <laughs> a little bit of padding there. I landed on my right arm and it had a huge bruise there. And I had a dent in the side of my calf. So I was I had more wounds. And then that night, my filling fell out. So everything, it was falling over the... And then I was like, that's it, pub. So I went to the pub and I had gin and everything was much better then. <laughs> so then we went to Vienna and um, lovely city, not as vibrant or um, touristy as Amsterdam. And I think if I had just been to Vienna, I would maybe have gone, oh, it's really wonderful. Because there was wonderful bits to it. It was just, it was maybe that bit too hot and stifling so it was maybe not as busy it's maybe not as set up for tourists and there wasn't as much bikes because it was got off the plane it was where's bikes <laughs> i really liked the bikes but 
uh, we did go to see Gustav Klimt's Kiss, which is a bigger painting than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a bit less of a big size, and that's it. But it's quite big and quite impressive. And the rest of his paintings were cool, and there was a money there as well, and I like money, so I was like, oh, there's a money. I can't remember which one, but it's a money, and I like money. I get really close and not touch it, and look at the brush strokes. And then come away and look at it and take the photograph, and then look at the photograph and go, oh, wow, look at the way that he's done. So I'm a huge money fan. We didn't manage to get to the Van Gogh Museum, which I would have liked to have gone to, but you have to book a month and a half in advance in summertime. Didn't realise this, otherwise I would have done. Um, also, uh, we went maze running, or maze waddling, in the Schönbrunn Palace grounds. And a, I think we went for lunch there or something as well. We had a wander around the grounds. It was just a little bit too hot to be comfortable, but... It's a beautiful palace area, very busy with tourists, a nice gift shop, very expensive. Um, how you would spend all your money if you had all the money. And if you've watched The Empress on Netflix, you kind of get an idea of the, the history part behind it, which I'd watched a few episodes and I thought, all right, OK, Empress Cece. And uh, oh, there's loads of history that, you will all know that this was the bit that I was thinking of when I was there. It's a very historical city. It's really beautiful architecture in all sorts of places. And then we went swimming in the Danube. Well, they swam. I went up to my knees and there was fish and then I went out again. But it was nice to cool down until there was fish. And the swans. The swans were quite close. But uh, nobody else seemed too bothered by them. And then it was quite close to a nudist beach as well, so <laughs> I was like, I'm not in caveness. They don't have this at the Queen Mother's Pool. <laughs> so speaking of which, the king is here um, in the castle, not even a mile away. So he's waving at me right now. He actually met Daisy yesterday. She took time out of her busy day, her busy schedule when she was working at Stacks Daily. And she came out and shook his hands and... Um, didn't want to but she was asked to and he just said hello and she has met the king officially well she has met him before she sang for him a few times um, when she was in primary school um, but never shook his hand and now she's shaking his hand so there you go all you royal fans I'm not a royal fan um, but there's a lot of police about and Anyway, it was very, very busy at John Goats yesterday and I was just like, get out of the car and go to work. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. So um, we went swimming in the Danube, which was, um, it was part, it was like, they have this canal part of the Danube and the part where they clean it, which would be good because apparently it's one of the most polluted rivers in Europe. So maybe that's what's been wrong with me since. <laughs> or it can explain why I'm... Um, even more adult than normal no there's nothing wrong with my listeners I'm just being silly they loved it now we've got friends that live in Vienna so we met them again in a fancy place for some nice afternoon dinner and we had another look around about the city and then we came home so a really nice family holiday I think my favourite part was the cycling across Amsterdam and seeing Clump's kiss and then standing in the Danube until the fish came in fish it's like the make, but maybe four inches long. <laughs> you know what I'm like with uh, standing in the sea. So we ate lots of local food. Um, couldn't buy anything big because we were on hand luggage compact and bijou. We stayed in some really nice apartments, apart from the very steep uh, getting into the apartment. But that was my holiday. Would I do it again? Yes. Apart from the falling over, I would not recommend that. Right, and Daisy and I managed to achieve a goal that I had set myself for summer holidays was to visit the wee fabric shop in Inverness. If you remember last episode, I said I really wanted to do that. And I have, and I'm really pleased that I did. I took Daisy and her wee pal Elsa down and they were going shopping. They were going for books. 
and some clothes, but mostly books. I look in some of the charity shops. Um, and I got in the car and navigated up to Hilton in Inverness. And it was like, was it a bit familiar? Because it's a bit off the Inverness half marathon route. Uh, I went a bit wrong, but I got there, no problem. Got in and um, I was met with, would you like a cup of tea? And I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when you go into a little shop and it's just you or maybe one other customer and they say, would you like some help? Sometimes I feel a bit awkward, but didn't in the shop at all. The owner, I have followed him on Facebook and Instagram for quite a while and she's really nice, like really, really nice. And uh, she had somebody, I thought that she was a worker there, but it turns out she just lives close by and comes in quite a lot to speak to her. So she'd offered her a cup of tea and then she looked at me and she said, would you like a cup of tea? Seems rude to me. Uh, I can't remember the lady's name was called Joe. A cup of tea and not you. So I was like, eh, okay then, because I didn't want to say no, because I thought it might be rude to say no, but it was so nice. And I left the cup of tea beside the till area, so it was nowhere near the fabric, okay? Just so we know. Because my mum asked me that question. I was like, oh no, it stayed where I went over and drank it. But... And they were, she said, what kind of sewing are you into? Because they've got lots of different fabrics, some quilting fabrics. Lots of dressmaking fabrics and other types of fabrics as well for all your sewing needs. Um, and all the gubbins and notaries and notions to go with it that you could ever think of. And then she does classes as well in the back room. And there's got loads of patterns. And well, basically I was there for the fabric. So I says, well, I know about cotton because... I'm a quilter, but I don't know much about sittings and georgettes and, you know, all the different dressmaking fabrics. So she says, no problem. So show me what was what. Instantly forgot. But I had written down from a pattern that I was going to do, or a couple of patterns, what possible that I could I would need and how much I would need and what notions to get with it. So I got for pattern but direct pattern and it's B6657 and it's a dress with a zip at the back and it's got sleeves and no pockets but that's okay and it's got a midriff um, design on this and you can do it without sleeves with a big flurry sleeves or bell sleeves and it's the same sleeves that I used for the last dress I made but with the actual dress for to match the sleeves um because remember i had a sleeveless dress that i wanted to put sleeves on and i used extra sleeves from a different pattern well this is the pattern that comes with the sleeves so i bought some poly cotton or cotton lawn or cotton potlin 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 see this is where i'm still learning but it's quite a fine fabric and um 13 pound a meter and i got two or three Mm. yeah I think I bought two and a half metres of it and it's sort of directional even though it says don't use directional fabric so I think it needs but um, I took it home, washed it, ironed it and it looks like what Daisy said, blue broccolis <laughs> it's not it's lavender or maybe forget, um, bluebells it's blue and white and um, I've been very slowly this week sewing on it. I'm really enjoying it. To the point of where I'm not sewing on it. I'm thinking about it. But then yesterday I thought I'd gone wrong. So I'm going to the tail But then I hadn't. I just hadn't understood the pattern correctly. Or the way I had done stuff. And I've written on my pattern wrong side. Right side. Um, which kind of helps me. When I was laying out the pattern, I had it on the wrong way round, so I nearly made it so that the directional was wrong. So I was glad that I picked that up on myself. I would still have worn it, but I just wouldn't have said anything. Um, but I would have known. It would have annoyed me. Now, Mum hasn't been up, so I fitted it. And I have not yet overlooked the seams yet. And I know I need to do that. So I've made the bodice. And I've got to the point of to do the skirt. And then I do the zip. 
and then I do I've done the face and well that's a different pattern because you know you get different dress patterns and the same pattern so trying to keep on pattern I always find that if I'm do it there's three patterns in one design or well, there's three designs in one pattern like a b and c I try and take off in pencil in case I'm next going to do it and I can rub it out so I'm doing dress b so I'm trying to tick that off throughout the paper instructions just so I'm getting the right bit. But I've got the bodice done and I don't know because mum always trims the sleeve holes. So I don't know if I need to do that. It's not pulling over but I'm very slowly debating if I should maybe just do it a little bit. I might, I might not. But I do know that I need to overlock the seams or certainly use the edging stitch. Because um, one of you was encouraging me to use the overlocker because then that would make me a good Louise. <laughs> I'd be a good girl. And what I thought was I could make some little eye uh, makeup removers because I've got some... Um, they're not old, they're actually new. Um, sort of towels. And they're them soft towels. And I can cut them up and then overlock the side and then use them as makeup remover towels for Daisy or me if I ever put makeup on and then I can use the overlocker and maybe just get a bit more used to it so I'm at that stage just now that I'm quite enjoying it I'm maybe hoping to get it finished before I go back to work so I have put my finger out and I was going to start with the jersey dress the uh, thread count classic jersey dress thread counts pattern that I've made before um, and I said to Sandy which pattern and I, and I went left or right and he went right and I went okay and then I turned over the fabric and went oh it's fleecy I don't want that for summer so <laughs> put it back but I'll do that next and it'll be perfect for uh, a, more of a winter dress um, so I really really enjoyed going and oh that's the end of the notes I thought I had more but I think that's plenty because we're 52 minutes in Right, listeners, I got to go now and put my dinner on and then nip into Starsu and collect Mr Hunt off the Orkney ferry. He's sailing into Scrabster just now and uh, yeah. So, listeners, whatever you're doing, I hope that you're having good crafting time. I hope that it is not upsetting you too much. I hope it is behaving itself or you understand exactly what you've got to do. You've got lots of plans and lots of things set out. I bought a panel with a baby stuff on it. I think it's a beer. Because I held it up and I went, what is it? Daisy went, it's a beer, you're too close. And I went, all right, cool. Because uh, we've got a few, like I said, babies that are born just now and need presents for. So I was looking out some fabric to put behind it first. And um, that will be my next thing after making this dress because it'll last for quite a while. So, listeners, uh, that'll be me. If you want to contact me, DM me on Instagram. I'm Cadencecraft on there. I am um, Gmail is cadencecraftcollective at gmail.com. The podcast is hosted from Podbean and you can get it from your podcast catchers. Um, thank you very much for listening and keep on crafting. <laughs>